we are live. There's officially the first live stream for Tech It or Leave It. And my name is Francis Marita Bruce, giving you another episode to help you find your true passion in tech, one podcast at a time. I'm so excited for this episode. And if you're wondering why I decided to do a stream, it's because it's a podcast or a stream for a purpose. I am joining hashtag podcast united so it's a series of live streams featuring local podcasts to help raise funds for covid19 frontliners via the frontline feeders philippines in partnership with the podcast network asia and paymaya so shout out to all our frontliners there to all people from podcast network asia and to everyone watching this video so i just want to do a quick check if it, we really are live <laughs> so if you are watching and if you are live please comment down below so that i i know i'm not talking to <laughs> to no one <laughs> yes so this episode's topic is actually remote work like working from home the reality of working from home i decided to create the hashtag ecq diaries uh like what covid19 has taught us taught us and taught me in general and before i wanted to do this at a vlog format like how am i how am i actually coping with you know being home alone and then i know it's definitely a privilege to actually work from home because i think tech is one of those fields that are very um capable to my Google Home just answered me. Very capable to actually connect and then, you know, connect to the internet, bring their work at home, and then you're good. But now I know that's just the tip of the iceberg. We will be talking more about is the Philippines really coping with telecommuting in, in a good way, or we'll be talking about um, if it's really working <laughs> in both the employee and HR point of view. So, personally, before I introduce our next guest, I actually felt uh, a little bit weird working from home like i have tried working from home because when we were in college we are working from home our theses our capstones we do it at home we put an all-nighter then you know go back to work to school and then do again on the same day and the routine on and on but when you're working you know you have a workspace you have a comfy chair you have multiple desks you have good internet connection and you have people to talk to when you're stuck when you have a bug or you know basically have people to have lunch with. I know that my problems sometimes might, might come off as, you know, it's a simple problem with everything that's been going on with COVID-19. But what I learned during this pandemic is, you know, you need to, uh, you need to really give focus on your well-being, your, your mindset, your, basically, if you're feeling a little anxious or you're feeling sad in this situation it's really fine and you need to address those problems and give it solutions so for me i've been working from home for about a month and a half already and i don't i'm not sure if this will continue but you know aside from the environment and the internet i think i'm coping well there is one thing that has been you know is continuously a problem to me like scheduling like being back on track because when you're working you have to wake up at seven or you know at eight so you need to go to work at nine but when you are at home you can work wake up at nine and then come in at nine and you're jammy so it's a bit of a a new change or it's a big transition to what we are used to but is it a good one or a bad one 
probably you're saying it's a good one, but we can get into more about how we are supposed to act during remote work and how leaders and company employers are supposed to expect to their employees during this time. Yes. So the title of this episode is, let me just go to my cheat sheet. <laughs> of course, this is Podcast United. This is the reality of remote work. So with me, the guest of this podcast, episode 21, is a previous guest. She was in our March Women in women leaders or lady boss series she is the founder and president of aleph talent solutions and i have been really seeing her posts of, of with everything in the pandemic's been going on i actually find it very insightful and of course her post in business 101 is also amazing without further ado to give us an hr point of view and of course an employer point of view of remote work let's welcome Miss Connie Barrientos Carey. Hi. Hi, friends. Hi, Hi everyone. Hello. Hi. You, I am good. Like, um, what's it? Day 50? Day 51. I've, I've lost track. It's what, like, <laughs> we all just say day or night. We don't know what day it is already. <laughs> like, it's just like, now it's like, you sleep, you wake up, you go to work, and that's it. It doesn't matter anymore. I think for me, I don't really count the days anymore, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's like yesterday, today, and tomorrow for me, except oh, yeah. on the weekend, <laughs> because I don't really that's, count anymore. That's that's when I ask my husband, like, is it Saturday today, or what day is it today? Because like, <laughs> that's when, like, okay, Saturday, I'm I'm going to watch TV today. If it's not Saturday, I'll just do I'll just work and and do other things. Because Saturday is the day <laughs> when we go on a Netflix binge. Like, you know, you mm -hmm. put your good talent to good use. Like, watch four, ep four seasons worth of a show in two days. So <laughs> that's what we've been doing lately. I did that with Money Heist. Like, I watched four parts in, like, a week. I'm wow. sorry. I, I stayed up around 3 a.m. because mm -hmm. I don't really get enough sleep right now. But yeah, uh, <laughs> enough of the <laughs> Netflix. Uh, how are you? I'm, like, I'm good. How's COVID-19? It's, um, well, as you can see, as you mentioned, like uh, on my post, it's very worrying. Um, uh, I'm worried about it uh, a lot, not just for me, but for everyone, for people like me who are business owners, um, people in recruitment, um, basically for everyone because um this is a time of great anxiety and uncertainty it's like and not like but we were shaken up and um our routines were taken away from us um it's it's just everything that we've known um has changed and and i know and i'm sure that everyone's kind of um having an uh, iffy time right now like if you're saying that this hasn't affected you in a way, I, I really think you're lying. This has affected all of us. Um, for so, some people worse than others, actually there has been an increase of um, cases of anxiety and depression, which is very alarming as well. 
Because it's a very isolating, literal isolating experience because you have to stay at home. Well, um, for for some of us with families, it's good because we have people with us. But can you imagine people who live alone, people who are far from families and they live alone in their apartment. So that must be really um, lonely. I can attest to that. It is very sad. Like normally I would go home for Holy Week yeah. uh, to my to my hometown. And then this time I celebrated, you know, away from family. So I think it's something like it pushed me to become an adult like very quickly. <laughs> okay, this is the first time. But with everything, I really feel blessed that, you know, I am here, you know, safe at my home. Um, I'm here, had the privilege of working from home. Mm-hmm. And Basically, you know, there are people who have it harder, like they lost their jobs, they were laid yeah. off. And then yeah. imagine 1 million people lost their jobs due to this pandemic. And I think I most know. companies right now are trying to implement remote work or working from mm-hmm. home because mm-hmm. they wanted to save the economy True. or at least help it somehow like mm-hmm. with this. My first question, actually, Miss Connie, is um, in your opinion, like, how are we really handling remote work in general? Like, you know, with the environment, with um, the preparedness, with, you know, attitudes of, of yeah. you know, Filipino people. Like, how are we handling this in general? Like, there are there are companies that have uh, that have already been practicing remote work. Like, they give their people flexible hours, flexible times, uh, which, like, you know, I have so much respect for. They're ahead of the curve um, in the Philippines, anyway. Um, when it when uh, if we're talking about preparation, the Philippines in general, no, we are not prepared for it. Like when you read on the headlines that, you know, the spokesperson, the, pre- the presidential spokesperson actually tells you, please do not stream on Netflix because people need the bandwidth. So the question is, why did you not prepare the IT infrastructure beforehand? Um, there was a study um, on Harvard um, Business Review and I posted it. I think you, show, you, you saw it, fans. Like we're actually in the middle. We are not ready for it, but at least we're not at the last. Okay, um, our internet is not reliable and it's expensive, it's it's slow. And now with everyone working from home, we are competing for the bandwidth, it is insane. Um, so unfortunately, I have to be to be honest, uh, productivity wise, I do not think this is the best for all of us. So because you have you have that you have um, chop internet, uh, you have slow internet. Uh, it's hard um, and um, we were not ready for this even our HR policies most companies we don't have policies that um, cater to workers that work from home because we're used to office-based workers so you judge people based on attendance based on tardiness but you know with the new normal we have to change that um, there's a big difference between working for hours on end and actually producing something. Uh, this is high time for us to be production oriented, productivity oriented. So we have to like reward or um, improve people's um, um, performance or you know talk to them about their performance based on their pr- productivity, based on what they actually bring to the table. Because um, um, according to a study, a person's um, average um, attention span is eight seconds. 
So if you work in the office, good, because you have your boss and you don't have a choice. You really have to work or <laughs> pretend to work. Yeah, you have someone watching you like a hawk. So okay, I'm pretending to work. I'll tab, I'll tab. So I know a lot of people are really good at L tabbing. <laughs> so the magic of L tab. But um, when you're at home, it's you know it it becomes more of a struggle because you have to motivate yourself because nobody is there to tell you, "Hoy, uh, you're slacking." <laughs> mm -hmm. So it it's it really has to be an internal drive. So that's why I now is the time to not base your um, performance or someone's performance on the hours that they put in, but on the productivity. So I would suggest for HR people have like, you know, list down the task, list down weekly goals, list down monthly goals, then meet about it every week. You don't have to constantly micromanage your people because as, as mentioned, um, Zoom, uh, Zoom is the winner in all of this. Unfortunately, we <laughs> don't have the bandwidth. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just have weekly meetings. You don't have to constantly, you know, micromanage people. Just you know, tell them where they are at the moment. Um, constant feedback is important. Micromanaging yeah. is not. So there's a difference between the two. Um, that's why, like now, I really hope, like us, like we as HR people, we as uh, managers. We really have to change our, or at least revise our um, performance standards and our company policies because things have changed now. Um, we've always thought about disruption, like right for for the last two or three years. So we've thought about and talked about disruption, but we didn't think that it will happen in a single year, in a single quarter. We talked about it, but we did not exactly prepare for it. And now we're here. So we don't have a choice, but, you know, do something about it. Like, I, I don't think we don't have a, I don't think we have another choice, but to actually make working from home work, because if this mm. fails, like the economy yeah. fails with it. And that's super scary. Like I know everyone is know. having a hard time now. So imagine if recession really will like happen in this year oh my gosh like it's, it's scary it's really scary and i have so much respect for the companies for the ceos that took massive pay cuts for the managers that took pay cuts just so everybody can keep their jobs um everybody is doing his or her part which is very um heartwarming um mm -hmm. I, I know people who have taken pay cuts um you know to save um people's jobs um the private sector has been stepping up, burning out to a point because, you know, this is not sustainable because we keep donating, we keep working, but no business is coming in, no money is coming in. This is not going to work. So we have to make sure that after or come May 15, we can actually start, you know, um, going back to our normal lives, although with certain adjustments. Because there's no way we can survive a longer quarantine period, unfortunately. So by May 16 or 15? May 18. No, 16, yeah. <laughs> so 16 is a Saturday. So uh, what? 18, what, yeah, Monday. <laughs> like in a tech side, like we probably had the biggest chance of going back to work. Mm, but let's, yeah, definitely. Let's 
let's put that <laughs> to the side and just focus more on what if we do working from home or telecommuting in a very long period of time for a tech company how would oh, yeah. that how is that effective or is it good to do that or because if you look at it the work from my from our point of view as an employee the work is basically mm -hmm. the same we have we have our laptops we have mm, our internet yeah. connection we can and work anywhere do, basically we can work basically anywhere mm, so yeah. for the tech, for the tech companies is it better to work from home or to actually establish offices like i know there's like a a good side of having offices yeah, because there, people there can build camaraderie can be, people can mm -hmm, see each mm -hmm, other yeah and then mm -hmm. the boss can still see, can really see you <laughs> that you're working but you know if it's not really possible like what is like how much of a, of productiveness or effectivity will working from home be well um definitely it's going to be effective it's going to be better can you imagine like before before the before the pandemic we were commuting three hours every day like that took a lot from our productivity we were tired when we got to the office we were tired when we got home so working from home is effective again it's not about the number of hours you put in it's the quality and the out the quality of your output and um the output that you know you give so it's just a matter of exacting the output from your people. It's not about hours anymore. And what's good? Well, good. Good is not a word to use, but um, <laughs> but the thing about this pandemic is that it's showing us that yeah, we have to be productivity oriented and output oriented instead of time. Because the thing about paying people for time is because you is that. You can pay someone who worked for eight hours who don't didn't exactly produce anything, which is annoying. So reward <laughs> for output. Reward for output, not for hours spent at work. Because God knows how many people just stay at work for hours watching YouTube. That's why we have IT policies in place to prevent that. So working from home really will work as number one, it's cost efficient. The worry now is the real estate bubble will burst. Cebu has a lot of condos, a lot of offices. And now with the current situation, it just made us realize, wait, it's doable to just have people work from home. So we don't have to spend too much on real estate and, uh, and, and rent. The problem now is how are we going to improve our IT infrastructure to make this sustainable? The only reason why we have offices is that we have enterprise internet solutions that are faster than home-based or um, for home um, internet connections. That's the only difference. But if we can improve our IT infrastructure, yeah, it, it works. Working from home works. Everyone's happy. Um, if you know, just make sure that when you have people working from home, you know where these people's addresses are. So just in case they don't respond, <laughs> you can go drag them. Yeah. So like, oh, okay, uh, you're not replying three days. Uh, I've like asked you about your output for, for like three days now, and you're not replying. Well, where do you live? I'm going to go there and see you. So there, you you know, there has to be safeguards in place because um, we have been doing this for a while. Uh, we have. Um, outsourced workers, we have freelancers who have been working from home for ages. And exactly. it's work. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, right? And it's worked for ages. Um, the only uh, constant problem that I hear from clients is that it works if somebody is super motivated, but sometimes it's hard to um, monitor people. It's a monitoring issue. So that's why like have people work from home, but also have the ability to go to their houses if you need to, you know, to drag productivity out of them. So there's that. I actually, I actually have a two part question or that, or I don't think yeah, it's sure. one question. I think I, I just, I just want like, I think internet is the big concern, right? Like why yeah, people- it is. We really need to, um, Yeah, we need to improve it. We really do. Because if, you know, if internet was good, like for me as a, as a business owner, I'm just mm. going to have everyone work from home and I'll just meet them once a week, you know, just to touch base and like orient everyone. This is our goal for the week. This is our goal for the month. See you next week, team lunch. And that's it. I don't have to pay any <laughs> expensive rent. You don't have to pay for the comfy chairs or? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes the chairs are not even comfy. It's comfy at home. Mm. Yeah, that's also the problem at home because, you know, you're at home, you can't make a clear delineation between area for sleeping, area for work, yes. area for eating. So that also kind of takes your productivity away. So I'd like to suggest for those of you who is not used to being self-motivated um entrepreneurs don't have a choice we have to be self-motivated otherwise you know we fail and families will suffer because we do have people um depending on us so we have to make it work um what you can suggest is like you list down what you need to do for the day break it in portions so work on the first 25 minutes okay 25 minutes for one task after 25 minutes take a break for five minutes and then repeat that four times. On the fourth time, that's when you take a longer break. Take a longer break, that's 30 minutes. It's actually called the Pomodoro Technique. So Pomodoro it's a, yeah, it's a Pomodoro Technique. It's, um, it's a productivity hack. It's a time management hack. For, for those who are new at this and you know, it's difficult for you to focus, um, you can try that. So it's actually a, uh, a test and a training in um, focus. But for, for someone like me, what I do is I just um, I just list down what I need to do for the day and I don't stand up until I'm done with everything. So that's that's for me, that works for me. But you know, for, for others, like especially there's moms working from home and I know that it's not possible. So you can do that. So break your tasks according to a certain number of um, minutes or hours until you complete everything i can actually attest like like there's no that there's no dedicated space like if yeah if anyone can see i am in my bed so basically i don't have a chair <laughs> so i can just really lie down here and then <laughs> there's a temptation at one point they actually took the covers off my bed so that I wouldn't be tempted to take a, take a nap. <laughs> it's so hard to stay productive. It's so hard to, you know, it basically it really, just... It really is. It is. Like, it's, it's no joke. It's like a test of your mental strength. It's a test of character working from home. Mm. Like, people like before, like, oh, freelancers, you work from home. That's easy. Ha, huh? now. Like, yeah. Like, how are you now working from home? It's not easy. Yeah, is it? <laughs> I really commend actually freelancers who've been doing this a couple of years already and are actually mm. doing, you know, 
a good job at this, like especially working moms, because they can handle the chores, they can handle cooking, Mm. they can handle taking a bath. Like seriously, in my first week, not to sound gross, but you know, I I I waited like until the end of my shift to take a bath because I don't know if I should like take a break in the middle. Like how much time would I spend? Because I already used my lunch break for cooking. Like there's a schedule problem as well. So you know, I think. as employees, naman, Miss Connie, like what should we do aside from listing and scheduling or that having a dedicated space? Like, how do we prove that, you know, the company trusted us to work from home? How can we prove to them that, you know, you can really trust us to actually do the work here? Yeah, just deliver the output. What is asked of you? What's your deadline for the week, for the day? Deliver it, and we will not ask any more questions. That's basically what we want. If we tell you to, you know, do something and there's a deadline for that, the the if you meet it, oh, we will not ask questions anymore. But if we have to keep reminding you, that's when we're like, I don't think this person is trustworthy. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, yeah, just make sure that if you have deadlines and you have goals for the month, you hit it and you exceed that. And we won't ask questions. We don't care if you go to the office an hour or four hours or eight. It doesn't really matter. What matters is what do you produce in the time that you are in the office or you are working from home? So it's not about working hard. It's about working smart. It's about being strategic. Like this is going to be unpopular. Like this is going to be political offenses. I'm so sorry. I have to say this. Example, (laughs) the rapid mass testing in Cebu. You have currently, now they're beginning to, you know, um, have this mass um, mass testing, but it's not the correct testing materials that we need to have. And we don't even have um, the capacity to isolate these people. They're like, okay, if they're positive, just quarantine them. Don't isolate them. Does that solve the problem? No, it doesn't. Same for work. It's not about putting in an extra 14 hours of work. What is 14 hours of work if you're not producing? It's pointless. You know, you're not going to get rewarded for wearing yourself out. I actually like what you said. Like, if you put on 14 hours of work, but you're not actually doing a good, um, like, I don't want, I don't want to say, I don't want to add any politics in this podcast because <laughs> people now are so, are so I know. sensitive. I sensitive. Yeah, true. I'm also one of those people who are sensitive sometimes, so I won't really add that here because I don't I want like, it. Because like we were just talking about the mass testing, and I was like talking to my best friends, like guys, are you going to get tested? What if you you get called like, oh, you have to get this test? I'm like, I I will tell them, I will tell them, dude, I don't want to get the test. I'll go to Chongwa myself and pay for it myself. I want the other test, the the one that DOH says is correct. And then my best friend says, make sure your lawyer is on speed dial if that's the case. So. <laughs> It's so hard right now. Like you don't. I. I. I think a lot of people have their own stands and everything. Like all the yeah. issues. And, stuff. Mm-hmm. and you know what? The best thing that we can do right now is to actually try and cope with what we do. Like help the exactly. country. Mm-hmm. Help the country flatten the curve in any way we can. True. Like the the right now, what we need is solidarity and empathy. Yeah, definitely. You know, like it's um. Like, I see this a lot of times. We're on the same boat. No, we're not on the same boat. For some people, it's harder. For some people, it's more comfortable. Um, that's why, like, um, I'm proud to be a part of Bayanihan Mission, um, the group that um, I volunteer with. Um, 
because our, our goal is basically to provide um, food packs to um, people who are not qualified to get um, any form of help because they are non-voters, people who lost their jobs, um, our daily age word earners who lost their jobs, our urban poor, our homeless. So yeah, we provide food packs, we provide um, hot meals, we provide um, PPEs to our, um, our frontline workers, the medical and non-medical um, frontline workers. And we even have a, a shelter in Bacolod, um, France. Like uh, our leader, um, Doc Jo, is actually from Bacolod. So if you can see, like, if you go to Bacolod, like there's a shelter there in Alihis. Um, and it's 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 doing so well because they have the homeless people there. They have Zumba every day. Um, uh, they have they get medical attention, and it's it's nice because you can see the community really coming together. Bong bongs donated, um, a lot of other um, century um, canning donated, and you just see that people want this to work, and and that's like that kind of keeps me on track instead of um being angry all the time, which I am uh, recently, um, <laughs> you know, with how, like with how inefficient things are being handled. And then I get messages from people every day telling me, ma'am, we don't have um, ECQ passes. We don't have uh, food packs. Um, people seem to forget I don't work for the government. But, um, uh, but you know, like I, I do what I can. Um, but that's why now, like, I, I cope with it by seeing, like, all sorts of um, news about kindness, like what you do, guys. What you guys do with um, your your um, rice project? Um, I, I think that's a wonderful idea. Because um, you have no idea how much of a difference that does for people. Like when you get messages like, "Ma'am, even if it's just a kilo of rice, it will make a difference." So you can see, like, even you know, even. Um, the constant problems that we have to deal with and the constant inefficiencies with the LGU. When you see people like working together, it really does give you hope that, yeah, it's going to work. Even if our internet is not the best at the moment, it will work. Yes, definitely. Like we are, we should be a community right now. Like even if yeah. we have different stands, even if we have different opinions and everything mm -hmm. with the pandemic going on, we have yeah. to have a united front because this, we cannot yeah. survive. This is, exactly. This is, this is how I love, um, I, I love watching and hearing Governor Cuomo of, of New York. I love it when he said, this is a we concept. This is about us. It's not about a, a thing that's them versus us. It's we. So like, if one person screws up, we're all dead. So this has to be a community effort. It's not just like, you know, we leave a certain community because everyone's infected anyway. No, it's not that. Yeah, we, we have to look out for each other. You know, here where I live in Busai, it's actually really cute every day because at 7 a.m., France, no joke, 7 a.m., sharp, like they have on massive speakers like they just start reminding people what to do wash your hands and they make jokes about okay if you're single you don't get food packs things <laughs> like that <laughs> so i feel that for single people living in busai don't live in busai if you're single so <laughs> so they you know they make jokes like that and you can see like um i, I went to the barangay hall um, a few days back and I, I talked to um the barangay workers and yeah four thousand five hundred households are affected by um, by COVID and 4,500 households had their breadwinner lose their job. Uh, 
So what they did, like, you know, like in Busai, there was no there were no complaints. They automatically apparently um volunteered for Busai. Um, so they became tanods, they guarded um the small streets, because everybody just wants to get this over and done with so we can go back to our lives. Because I don't think people realize that nobody wants to beg. Mm. The homeless people that you you know see on the streets, they don't want to beg. Because you know, that's practically a loss of dignity. I think that's what you need to realize. Nobody would be begging if they had any other choice. Exactly, no? But since we're talking about uh, you know community engagements and donations, I'd like to to our new you, viewers, <laughs> I'd like to remind you that this is a podcast for our cause. We are included in the Podcast United, a series of live streams featuring local podcasts to help raise funds for COVID frontliners via Frontliners Philippines in partnership with Podcast Network and Paymaya. I forgot earlier how to donate, so I added a tick. I added like a scroll bar on how you can donate. No, so <laughs> let me just let me just read the script on how you can donate. I will also put a link and comment in the comment section below. Uh, you can donate in two ways, via web or via the PayMaya app. Just go to pymy.co slash PNA United, that podcast network A United. Select the amount you want to donate and add to basket and check out. This is available for both local and foreign transactions. You can donate as you know from 50 to 10,000 pesos. Via PayMaya app, you can just pay bills and choose Podcast Network Asia as your partner. And you can just enter any amount that you can and then tap to continue. No minimum amount of donation through the app. I also added a link on my referral code. Um, each time that you create a new account for PayMaya, you get a 50% refer 50 pesos referral code. I also get one. So all referral codes that you will use, I think you will get using um, my code will be donated to Podcast Network Asia as well, if you look at it. And yes, I'm so happy that we have people joining us today. So how are you guys? It's a Wednesday and it's almost 6 p.m. So almost the end of our eight hour shift. <laughs> yes, it's, it's half of the week already. So let's oh my go God, back. It's Wednesday. It's, yes, it's midweek. <laughs> midweek tomorrow. Uh, is it midweek yes. tomorrow? Is it? Uh, tomorrow is... Amazing. Oh no! It's, oh, see, see, we forget what day. Is it Thursday tomorrow <laughs> or is it Wednesday? No, I have to remember, fans, because like you can't get out, you know, at any time. That's the thing about pandemics oh. as well. Yeah, right. So we're even. So because the the last digit of our um our, our car oh. is zero. So yeah, it's we can only go out um even days. So I'm like, is it Wednesday today? Is it Thursday? <laughs> today is a Wednesday. I actually have yeah. so I'm not really sure like what to do when you're going out. I haven't went out. It's really amazing how a lot of people created online delivery services right now. I know I have like, a, it's creating like I, I love that um it's giving birth to new businesses. Yes, right? exactly. <laughs> I tried I tried numerous like delivery services. This one I'm using a uh, uh, like a group like Cebu Tabang Express. They are a group oh, of nice. motorists who are yeah. like, doing this for a cost. Like they're not really charging you anything. You just have to give them something for the gas and the tip, of course, if you mm -hmm. have any. So they're just there to help. Like this pandemic has indeed like 
came out our Bayanihan movement, like yes, with uh, Bayanihan mission, and then I'm also plugging the rice movement here. If you're anyone of you wants to support any displaced workers, you know, go to our Facebook page, and you know, you can get more details. I actually saw a lot of people like. Not really so I have experienced people chatting me, texting me in my personal number. Like, mom, I need, like the, if we they can just ask a kilo of rice. And like for me, I'm I'm, I'm in charge of logistics only. I don't really handle beneficiaries because yeah. I have mm. to call each one. And uh, I'm more on the rice and then how the how they get delivered. And yeah. I, can, I can't really help them because there's a it's long, hard. very long list. Yes, there's a very it's, long, long list. It, it, it's very hard because, like, um, we have a team in Bayanihan Mission. Uh, we have a team who handles the inbox. I tried answering messages one day, and I told my teammates, I'm like, I can't do this. This is too hard. It's it's really hard. It's like people asking, uh, like, this one kid, and we're happy because we were able to help them. Um, this one kid, um, I think he's from Luzon somewhere, um, can you imagine he's joined every every single possible raffle on Facebook because he was desperate to get medicine for um, his mom um, because uh, they decided to just like take their mom out of the hospital because they couldn't pay for for her medications anymore. So um, you you hear stories like that. You have um, another story of uh, a scavenger asking for help because his parents are um, senior citizens and they haven't gotten help from from anywhere from the government so you know you you hear stories like this you hear um um stories of even get people from hospitals asking for help for the frontliners so it's it's just too much so i told my team as i guys again handle this please do this i'd rather like concentrate on um, fundraising or um asking for more partners and, and sponsors but but you know having to deal with that it's it just takes a toll on you it it does it 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 really just makes you think like wow for the longest time before this happened um we have been complaining about so many things and now we're realizing we're very spoiled and uh, we are so um blessed in so many ways we get to work from home um we still get paid unfortunately not a lot of people are still getting paid so so there's that uh, and and i'm just glad that you see the bayanihan spirit alive and everybody's just helping each other that got serious so quick <laughs> when we're talking about <laughs> like um donations and then people needing help Whew. I, I, it's just a segue to the topic, but let's go back to actually <laughs> working from home because I think we have a lot of horror stories. I think with that, like, I know. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to proper decorum while working from home. On uh, this one, like, there's a, something must fundamental positive or something okay. like fails. Let's I've seen a lot of videos of people doing video chats and then they forgot that yeah. they're not wearing any pants. So there's this one yeah, guy from the US. I think I saw oh. that. that yeah, guys, I like, that. Make sure, <laughs> you like, before you start any Zoom interviews, you know, at least, like, have, like, you know, wear decent clothes and make sure that it's not visible to your audience what you are or you're not wearing. So uh, at least there's that. Yeah, that's the thing about working from home. You forget because it blurs the lines. This is home. This is where you know we wear our rattiest pajamas and you know look 
scruffy. We're not, see, like, can you imagine, like, we've bought so many clothes and shoes, so we look good at work, and now, like, we just, you know, are living in, you know, our favorite lounge pants, and that's it. Like, I, I bet there are people who barely take baths now. Like, you just take baths every, like, <laughs> two, three days. Because nobody would know the difference anyway. <laughs> it's a challenge to actually get up and then be all dressed up today. I actually took a bath yeah. earlier today because of this. My yeah. normal bath time is 7 p.m. So thank you for, <laughs> for forcing me to get up and then take a bath earlier. Yes, because I'm living alone. Like, <laughs> no one would care. Like, but it yeah. is a challenge, and it, you know, it, it I think it also it always comes down to scheduling when you're working from home. Like, there's a schedule of cooking, there's a schedule of cleaning, yeah. there's a schedule yeah, of taking a bath. That's that really helps. Just you know, like, don't throw your ordinary routine out because that kind of gives you a sense of normalcy. So if you did that before the whole thing, like. Let's say you would take a bath at 7 a.m. because you had to go to work at 8. You know, just stick to that because uh, that still kind of gives you a sense of normalcy. That's why now, like my husband and I, we look for coffee. So now I'm not promoting Starbucks in any way, but they're open. So when we're able to go out, we drop by the drive through and get coffee just to give us a sense of normalcy. Because otherwise we'd go nuts. Just Always like the, routine. Routine, yeah. Like the routine that kept you sane and kept you grounded before, do that. Because it's already bad enough. And, and you know, we need to keep a, a level head. The, the first few days when this happened, like, it really threw me off. I am not going to lie. It threw me off. I stopped doing my usual things. I didn't have capoeira. I didn't have Muay Thai. I stopped meditating. It, it was really hard. And then now I'm trying to get back to it. Because if I don't go back to it, I will not be as productive. Because your routines do make you productive. So do that. So we've talked about having a, a routine, like waking up and then taking a bath and then doing yeah. all your chores and then going back mm -hmm. to when you are actually working. So basically, when you talk about remote work, it's just like you only change location, but the work is still the same. It's still make the it same. To make it very simple to everyone you're, who is you're still working yeah you're still working that's the <laughs> difference like you mentioned like the difference between remote work and freelance yeah, they're they're different remote work is that you're still working for the same company you still have the same mm -hmm. work except that you're working elsewhere you're not working in the office so you're working far away that's why it's called remote so, uh, yeah remote work so if you say freelance you have different clients you have different bosses um but you don't have to just keep to the schedule of one. So it, it's kind of with freelance work, it's trickier because you really have to budget your time. You have to, to juggle um, your time as well because that's several clients at the same time. And you know, you are not going to be stuck with a client for a long time because you can just decide, oh, it's, just, it's not working for me. I'm just going to concentrate on the other client. However, with remote work, it still works. So if you want to leave, you really have to quit. You have to resign. So that's, so that's, like, different. that's a difference. And you also have to abide with the policies. Like you need to oh, work yeah. from this time and that. Because yeah. even and if we are free, yes, <laughs> even if we're free, we have to 
you know, still follow the rules and then be there when they ask you're, us. You're, you're not exactly free, free. You're just mm. at home. <laughs> you're just at home. <laughs> you're just at home. But you still have consequences to face if you're not able to meet your deadlines. Because there's like one of there's one statement that remote work is easy. Remote work is you know you no, can work not. anytime at any place. No, no, you cannot. Basically, you are in control of everything. But when we're actually no. here, like okay, no. this is so wrong. We have to go back no, to no. the way it was. Take me back. <laughs> and that's no, very true. <laughs> You still have targets. Yeah, even with freelance work, like you know, with freelance work, you still have a contract with a client, and you have to meet, you know, the service level agreement. So what you agreed on. So, so the only freedom that you have is how you do the work. Because if you're in the office, somebody would be watching you. The tendency is somebody would tell you what to do. But if you're at home, you're free to do what you want. Like you're free to break it 25 minutes. You're free to break it five minutes. The important thing is that you develop, you you um you actually produce. So that's the only freedom that we actually have. It's not that we can work when we want to. No, it's not that. We have to deliver when we're told to. Because you know we have to meet our deadlines. So as I mentioned earlier, like working from home is really a test of character because you really see who are performing despite not having a manager hover, hovering over. So there's that. Okay, now we know now the presence of working from home, like in the future, if this works, what do you see, you know, how telecommuting, how this would actually affect the tech industry, the tech industry alone, because if we put out other industries, it would be mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. In the tech <laughs> industry, <laughs> what is the future if remote from ho working from home works? So, I, I just merged remote work and the good thing is that we will have more people hiring more talents from the Philippines, for example because they're not constricted to just hiring somebody in the office wherever they are. Now, the, the challenge for the Philippines is, and I've, you know, I've been like a, a malfunctioning um, record, uh, a broken record about this. So we need to upgrade our skills because right now Estonia is kicking our ass when it comes to IT. Sure, we can develop our IT infrastructure. We can have more people and more businesses um, investing on us. But the question is, is it going to last? Are we worth investing on? On top of the IT infrastructure we need to develop, we also have to upgrade our skills. Because apparently, the most common um, comment made by uh, people who have invested in the Philippines is that our developers are expensive, but they're not as good as, let's say, Estonian developers or um, Ukrainian developers. So that's what we also need to work on. But when it comes to um, changing um, our work, our uh, way of working with uh, working remote, there are so many opportunities. Um, you don't even have, you don't even need to have like a huge office or a huge warehouse for it. So yeah, there are so many opportunities. Now the question is, improving the talent. Are we doing something about that? So first we improve the IT infrastructure and then we improve the talent, the talent um, the talent pool. 
So we're ready for the future and we're ready for the next pandemic, hopefully not in the next 10 years. But yeah, that's what we really need. We need to have a talent pool that's competitive, uh, really solid IT infrastructure, and a very well-planned um, environment and city so we can consider ourselves a smart city. If we want to you know, compete with countries like the Netherlands or um, and yeah, I've, I've always been really vocal about it. I'm in love with Amsterdam. I love how they uh, they always reward talent and skill. You know that in Amsterdam, if you're talented or if you're highly skilled, they give you like 40% off for your taxes. Do we get that? Wow. In <laughs> yeah. So 40%, 40%, like you get your tax returns if you're highly skilled. So, you know, because they're trying to attract more talent. So does they know, like the more talented people you have, you have more people who can innovate and create. So the more competitive you are. So where are we there? I really hope after this, um, you know, we give more um, budget for the ICT and we improve um, our support for startups and the IT industry, the IT students. I hope there are more, um, places where our IT students can actually practice because right now they're limited to their schools and they can only have access to the computer labs an hour every day or an hour every week. And that's not going to cut it. Wow, I, I still am really shocked about the 40%. Like my next question would yeah. be like, how do, how do you know if you're highly skilled? Like if you're in how a pool you, of highly skilled people, yeah. how do you know if you're highly skilled? Are you a critical thinker? Can you synthesize ideas? Can you execute ideas? That's how you know you're a highly skilled worker. No, and then we also mentioned about students not really doing, mm -hmm. having that amount of exposure, like they only have an R at the school or at yeah. or home. And Shah just commented like DSC. So I, I think, for those who don't know what DSE is, it's Developer Student Clubs. So they really allow, yeah. they really push community engagement with this. So with Developer yeah, Student right. Clubs, uh, developers. Uh, I, I think we, we need to do that. I think that's a very great community. I, I think we need to support that. I think we have to push that. I, yeah, Francis, I need to work with you on that. Like when this is <laughs> over, we will have to go from school to school and like really support that. Because I don't think we're supporting that enough. We need to, yeah, we, we need really to. need to. Like, this is urgent, okay? Like, really, really urgent. It's not like, see, like, we were like, um, we didn't really treat nurses with respect before. We took our IT people for granted. And look now, I mean, you're always talking about the nurses, the doctors, these are our frontliners. Have you forgotten about our IT people? Without our IT people, we don't have banks. We don't, we can't withdraw from the ATM. You can't have records. There, there's no financial technology like everything will just you know go to hell without our IT people so thank you IT people for never giving up on us thank you IT people who came to the office even if it's <laughs> just to check yeah. if the internet is working yeah to check the servers if you know they're not shutting down or something so thank you so much thank you thank or you thank you IT people for taking the heat because internet is slow and yeah. <laughs> they're the ones asking forgiveness to people because they cannot work like really 
I, I yeah, really I admire those people who can, I can do so that. Thank you so much to, to Shadow said that. I, I will probably write him an email or something because we really need to, you know, like I'm very, like I've always been really um, um, solution oriented. And like with the whole thing, it just made me more productive because like it's like showing you all sorts of problems. And we can't just sit here and say, yeah, that's what we need to do. We are aware of that. That's what we need to do. The question is, when are we doing it? Or so, how are we like, going to do it? Basically. How are we going to do it? Like we've, we've talked about disruption for ages. Now we have to accept the fact that, yeah, disruption is going to happen. It's just a matter of when and how intense it will be. And apparently it's very intense. It's, it's happening now. So yeah, that's the first thing we'll do after the ECQ, huh? Friends, <laughs> you have to like go to the schools and like, we need to have like the developers, like we, we need to have DSA with schools. We need to have partnerships. Because this is serious. We, we can't lag behind other countries. We have so many talented kids. And it breaks my heart to know that, you know, we're not investing enough on them. Let's do that after this. Oh, after this, talaga, no? Agad-agad. Because <laughs> now we can see in the age of um, pandemic, we have people talking about Zoom, people talking about political yeah. issues. And aside from that, we have people talking about TikTok. So aside from doing TikTok, we can do become more productive. Like, so, you know, yeah. like, I, I really came to... Uh, I've come to a realization that I'm really getting older because when people say TikTok, I really can't relate. I think that's what our younger people are doing now. So <laughs> good for them. <laughs> I actually tried doing that once and then it was really fun. I, I, I can agree like it's fun, but I don't really have the time right now. Probably I am getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Aging. <laughs> Aging. We are getting more focused on Netflix and <laughs> less know, focused on social media. Okay, now let's go to a, employee, a manager's standpoint. Okay, I, I listed some things that you said earlier. Constant feedback versus mm -hmm. micromanaging. Mm -hmm. How do you become an effective manager during this time of pand a pandemic? Like, you know, how do you motivate people? It's very easy to say, okay, do your job. Yeah, do, people do, do that. Do that. But sometimes there are there are employees who are nails that needs like hammering a hammer to be <laughs> to be actually productive. So for mm. managers or anyone who are listening who are leaders uh, or or you know CEOs in their companies, like how do they actually effectively motivate their people to do the work? Like you know, fear is definitely instilled yeah. at this point, but how do they really motivate people? Okay, number so, one. Hi to all the people who commented, by the way. Hi. <laughs> hi, everyone. I'm sorry, I can't see anyone who's commenting, but hi, I only saw Shad commenting. Uh, thank you, Shad, for like giving me an inspiration to, you know, know what to do on May 18th exactly. So <laughs> that's um another to do. That, uh, that's uh, a thing added to my to-do list. Um, encourage everyone to do DSE. Um, yeah, firstly, there has to be clear and constant communication. The first thing that people need in a very uncertain time is for you as a manager and a business owner to reassure them that you're not going to leave them on thin air, that you're going to be there for them. You're going to be supporting them. In our case, we're still paying our people salaries. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, 
for for the people that who lost their jobs, um, particularly our clients that I also had to handle, I had to let go of them, you know, which is not my favorite part of my job. We made sure that, um, and I'm, I'm so thankful for my accountant, we made sure that we applied for benefits for them. And my, my, my team are also, you know, it's guaranteed that my team won't have to worry if ever something happens to them, God forbid, because we did have insurance policies in place. So if God forbid they get an infection, it's going to be covered. So that's one, reassure your people that you're there for them. Even if like, yeah, you're not in the office, have visibility, make sure that your people can still like text you or call you for questions, you know, be available, but also have boundaries because you also need your sanity and you also need to protect your mental health. So just that, just have clear directives, just have uh, meetings with them once a week, tell them how they are, ask them um, how they're coping or if there's anything they need help with in order for them um, to be more productive. So it's a matter of communication. So it's also problem solving, it's collaboration. You don't just say, oh, do your job. You, you don't do that. Like, we don't know how we're going to do our jobs because we've been thrown off our routines. So you collaborate like, okay, guys, we are in this together. Do you have any great ideas? Like, how are we going to cope with this? Because that way you're giving them accountability as well, because you gave them a say as to how you're going to solve the problem. So like, also here. I think you just really mentioned that at this time we need to be connected even if we're not close yeah social distancing doesn't mean isolation i love that it should be a, a caption social distancing <laughs> yeah. does not mean you are never alone <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we need constant communication like telling us like this is going to be okay even if you know mm -hmm. we're not really sure that it's going to be okay but at yeah. least you know that there's a hand holding you at this difficult exactly. time like somebody somebody asked me a couple of people asked me because you know how i've picked up fights with the mayor and the mayor's lawyer and somebody said like it's amazing how courageous you are like people were like saying you're so courageous how do you do that like you know it's easy because when you know you have people depending on you when your employees depend on you and their families depend on you you don't have a choice you have to make it work because everybody's affected. If you don't say anything, if you, you know, stay quiet in the event of an injustice, you're complicit. So that does give you strength, like, and encourage, you know, bordering on insanity because you just want to make things work. Like leaders should take a stand during this yes. time. Like if exactly. their employees are not really, you know, if their employees are in, what do you call that rocky road? <laughs> I'm I'm naming ice cream flavors yeah, right now, but that, that is that is your job. Number one, first and foremost, your job as an employer, as a boss, as a manager, is to take care of your people. That's very true, you know, our art of war. Like there are only guys. Like if you're interested, if you're looking for the leadership books that you want to read or you should read, I only subscribe to two books: The Art of War by Sun Chu and um, The Godfather by Mario Puzo. Those are the only leadership books you'll ever need. And because like everything has been like recycled, like when I read something, it's like, oh my God, like Sancho said this like thousands of years ago. Um, take care of your people, have their back. 
and they will follow you to the ends of the earth. And also, what's very important is that know when to reward them and when to make them accountable. You're not being a good leader if you're being friendly. If you care about your people, make them accountable. Call them out when you need to. Don't, as we've talked about this, Francis. Don't be scared to be unpopular. This is not a popularity contest. You need to push them. I actually don't have the the experience to say yes, I will do that. But I, you know, for people, <laughs> for leaders there who are watching, this is what you should do. Like promote really constant communication, and yeah. for employees in our part, how do we, you know, aside from giving output, aside from showing them that they can trust us personally, how do we actually be? become productive at this time like with ecq with everyone at home there's actually a push of people to do something new or something to progress themselves like yeah, everyone is really doing unfair oh, guys okay when you see something like that that this is the time for you to be productive i think that's really harsh we're all going through something very traumatic this is a pandemic this is not a joke like you know this is not like dengue fever or anything this is something that everyone is going through we have lost livelihoods we have lost jobs um our we lives, lives we have lost lives so no you are not in any you're not under any obligation to learn a new skill or to be productive if you know if you just feel like sitting there and being silent nobody will judge you it's okay it's okay to grieve like i don't think we talk about that enough all of us we're all grieving because you know we're grieving for our old lives we're grieving for the lives that we miss it's it, this is not a productivity contest like what are you going to get a nobel peace prize for like learning a new language or learning how to cook no you're not like if today all you all you did was just you know survive that's fine you're not going to be judged harshly for it I'm actually looking for the words to actually say my next question. <laughs> my question is, you mentioned the new norm. Like, after this pandemic, will life be the same? Like, no, I really I have to think, ask. Yeah, I really don't think. No, it will never be the same. Like, I think a lot of us will go through PTSD after this, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, it will be the same. We will have to maintain social distance. We will have to wear masks. And if there's anything with the pandemic, it's teaching us it's better to be a small company because it allows you to pivot so quickly and to be agile. Whereas if you're a massive company, it's hard. So it also makes you rethink about, you know, business and how you strategize. It's never going to be the same. Um, we will live lives um, depending on deliveries we will be dependent on online transactions and hopefully finally the philippines will have online payment systems and we'll have um we'll have more paymayas and less manual stuff less documentation and paper because it's just so inefficient so no it's not going to be the same travel is not going to be the same that's for sure um like, yeah, you can say goodbye to Peso Fair, that's for sure. That's not happening anytime soon. This has, like, really altered everything. Um, somebody mentioned this just, you know, 
um, equalized everyone. Yeah, it did. It's a great equalizer, but at the same time, it also made things worse for people, particularly people who are living below the poverty line. I'm actually pretty sad about you know travel not being the same, but I think that's just me because I have a travel next month. But indeed, it's <laughs> one of those mm. factors that changed during the pandemic. And we have no choice but to adapt, basically. Yeah. Like, and remember, like, with 9-11, after 9-11, everything changed at the airports. Like, they got more strict. It's going to be the same for us, except that instead of scans, body scans, it's going to be, like, what, swab tests? Temperature scans. Temperature scans and things like that. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to change. We're, we're not going to... There's no such thing as going back to normal. It will never go back to normal. Okay. I have to ask this question because this is related to the topic and this is also about the new norm stuff. A lot of companies are preparing to go back at work in Cebu around May 16 or May 18 because it's a Monday. (laughs) Yes. What can we expect when people are coming back to work? Like the Well, Dolly already sent us a memo about what to do. Mm -hmm. Employers have to, like, provide vitamins. There has to be social distancing. And thank God they don't require us to have mass testing before, like, you know, getting people back at work. But, yeah, that's that's still different because as per the memo, only 50% can go back. The rest are still supposed to stay at home. Although, like, when we go back to, you know, slight normalcy on um, May 18, there will be transportation, so employers won't have to provide, won't have to provide vans, so there's that, but it's more of a, we have to be more careful at the office. So, more um, sanitizers, more alcohol, more space, and, like, if you can see, like, now people are um, selling acrylic, um divisions dividers like in the screen yeah we will have more of that that's what they're doing in the netherlands right now um restaurants have can you imagine acrylic dividers tables have acrylic dividers yeah we can expect that there's a new 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 world okay so there's a question like what if people come back to work and then they end up getting COVID because they come back to work. Who that is to blame is, on that scenario? Is is it what oh is God. good in that question? Like, that like you know, okay. we're talking about working from home. Like. Yeah, I know. That's kind of wow. That's like catch twenty two. Literally catch twenty two situation. Um, if you go back to work, that's like my dad and I had that discussion um last night because he he works as an engineer for MERS, so he's on a ship for the most part. He can't come home yet. And I told him like stay there, extend, don't come home because like it will only make things worse. And according to him, a lot of um the overseas Filipino workers who came home ended up getting COVID while they were on the flight home and while they were in the 14-day quarantine in the Philippines. So they would have, yeah, they would have been safer if they just stayed at work. Mm. So like the same, like if, like that's the thing, because a lot of people apparently are asymptomatic. So if you ask somebody to go back to work and you catch COVID, 
at work, as employers, obviously, we will have to take responsibility for that because they got sick at work. I, there's a comment actually that it's by Diana. Hi, Diana. Hi, Diana. Hi, Diana. <laughs> companies need to step up if the employee, if, if they ask employers to go back, uh, employees to go back, make sure necessary efforts on sanitations are in yeah. place. We have to, we have to, because Dolly will kill us if we don't. We have a memo from Dolly. We have to provide employees with vitamins even. It's yes. part of and the it, memo, yeah. And I think it's not only the employer's um, mm. responsibility to be to help us be healthy. We have to stay healthy as yeah, well. I think like there's also a responsibility. Like it's a it's a collective responsibility. We're all responsible to watch out for each other. So our job as employers will take care of our employees, obviously. But also when you're not in the office, please take care of yourselves. Like we're all in this together. Like this is the ultimate team building test and team building activity because our survival depends on the common sense and selflessness of another person. Both in tasks and in COVID, uh, like yeah, we, have to, we have to give out outputs that are good and good quality in order for our company to survive. And they also must provide us with you know safe environments for us to continue working for them. So I think it's a two-way it's a two-way process. It's basically yeah, it's, it's a, a give-and-take relationship, employers and employees. This is what I always tell my my you know my kids. Like here's the thing: when you work for someone and you have someone working for you, there's a social contract that you as an employer will have to take care of your employee, and your employee has to um, has to deliver because your employer takes care of you. If one of you is not meeting, you know, um, meeting the expectation, then it's time for one of you to leave. It's just like a relationship. You have to break up. It's not working out. You have out. to break up. It's not working out. It's not you. It's me. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but let's go back more to working from home. So we've talked about um, what to do as an employee, like scheduling, routine, dedicated space, um, having you know a good character to actually give provide the work done and then if you're an employee or a leader constantly communicate to motivate people uh you know make feel make them feel safe that you are with them on this very hard time now let's go to some things that are not uh really included in the package like those we've talked about internet so that's one how about people who are like working moms and dads like they are at home so normally they have nanny it's going to be hard have, yeah 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 but you know with this with this covid or people who are sending their kids to school and you can't they have even to, send them to school yeah because like schools are out yeah schools are out so the the kids are there with them 24 7 like like they're going around no, like i Two, two of my best friends are um, moms. They're amazing moms. They're working from home. It's amazing how they do it. They work. They're both in HR as well. Um, they just, what I've noticed is that they always make sure that they provide uh, my godchildren um, activities. So what we can do as employers, especially for working moms, you know, if you have the budget for them, please provide the working parents activities for their kids because believe me, it's going to be hard. And if you can, you know, little gifts, 
that you can, you know, like send like, okay, you're thinking of you, hope you're okay. Um, like, yeah, I'm really fond of that. Our company's really fond of that. Like, you know, giving giving presents to um, our team members as uh, a show of appreciation. But right now it's impossible because nobody delivers and there's nothing. Uh, so, you know, just, you know, a show of solidarity and a show of support. Um, yeah, for, for parents, I think you have to give them leeway because it's harder. So if you're not, able to and you're unwilling to give the parents leeway um with work then at least provide them with with something that their kids can do while they're at work there's one post actually that a mom actually <laughs> like place their kids in a in a side and then let like you're not allowed to to go within that line i don't know if it was a meme or if <laughs> for mom but mm. they're like it, there are companies who are actually pushing that you know if you're if you're a working parent you have to have a boundaries i think it's normal for us yeah. to actually want that you know you shouldn't be disturbed yeah, because you hard. are yeah it, it's, it's hard like yeah in an ideal world sure you can tell your kids not to you know make a sound or make a beep while you're working but we all know that's not going to happen and like these parents didn't want this to happen as well. So why should we blame them for something they did not choose or did not want? So the least we can do is support them. You know, less judgment, more support. Because parenting is hard. You know, I'm not a mom. I have fur babies. I have my fur kids. And even that is hard. Which reminds me, I have to give them their treat treats later because they just came from walkies. So... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's it's hard so at least give them support like you don't even have to give them like um like you know we don't I, I totally understand we don't have the budget of new zealand what new zealand did was that they printed books gave it to all the kids um so they can continue learning at home we can't have that so at least provide links to your um employees who are moms or dads that they can use for their kids now you mentioned about, you know, kids like learning like books. Now it's really when this is not really working from home. It's already like studying from home. There is a <laughs> post that regular school will resume around June or August. I'm not sure. August. Sure. August. They August, said August. Right? Yeah, yes. yeah. And then some of them are pushing mm -hmm. that this should be all online. This right. should be. Yeah. Uh, um, that's the that's the that's the thing. Like not everyone has access to internet. Yes. Again, yes. internet infrastructure, guys. Yes, <laughs> we don't and have that. Also, also not everyone has access to computers. So yeah, I remember people, when I was growing up, I didn't have a computer as yeah, well. I only yeah. got a lot, a lot of people. A lot of people do. Like. Cafe Pacific, uh, they're going through mm. a lot. They got, you know, they they had a big, like, I think this is the worst year for them. No, 2019 and 2020 are really bad years for Cafe Pacific. But part of their corporate social responsibility program, they bought um, iPads, old iPads. They had it refurbished, um, had an NGO distributed to kids in Hong Kong who really needed it. So we can do that. Like... You know the government can do that um, if we really insist on having a uh, an online education scheme. Like it's one thing to have an idea; it's another to execute it. We're we're fine with ideas, sure, but 
yeah, tell us, how are you going to do it? How are you going to fund it? That's what's, you know, recently, that's what's been annoying me because people are just like, politicians are just throwing ideas everywhere, but okay, how are you going to execute it? How are you going to pay for it? We don't have those details and it's getting really annoying. Now, like that, online education. Number one, do we have internet infrastructure for it? No, we don't. Uh, number two, are all the kids, um, you know, um, rich enough or are they born to rich families that can afford computers for them or iPads? No. So how are you going to address that? I think we are still a long way to actually making yeah. this work. Like we didn't have it's a chance hard. in March yeah. to actually prepare for it. Like, and, but and, now that and, we know that it's possible, we have yeah. to prepare for it, right? Yeah, and, and then now they're saying, and I feel bad for parents because now they're saying the schools will provide lesson plans and the parents will have to teach their kids. These parents need to work so they can have food on the table for their kids. Why are you outsourcing? teachers jobs to their parents and i know sure like yeah it's their responsibility as parents but they also need to work so how are we going to balance that can we you know can we find solutions that are win-win it's this is not you know as my husband always says it's always like zero sum game it seems for the government all the time it's like how are we going to deal with that the parents are already burdened with you know losing their jobs or having to find money to pay the bills and now you're expecting them to teach kids because we don't have um, classes um, at, at schools. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, are we prepared for this? I don't think we are. We need to do something about it. But now we, I think we can just cope. But now that mm -hmm. we know that this is yeah. indeed a problem, we need to do something about it. Like, it's yeah, not what, enough what, to actually do. What we can do, though, is, you know, like, you know, BPOs. Exact social distance in schools, build more buildings. There we go. If not for the pandemic, we're not going to be forced to limit the number of students per class. So finally, we're forced to do it. Um, so that, like, we can just have social distancing at school. Like, limit 20 per class, then have, like, the acrylic dividers. That should work. Because we, we can't afford online classes for everyone. I definitely agree with the online classes. It's really hard now, actually, to just yeah. work from home. Imagine yeah. you're sharing your bandwidth with your kids and you have a five <laughs> yeah. children. Like, oh my gosh, you need to close yeah. You need to do something about this. I know, I know. We need to open a new internet service provider as well. We need to. Yes. We need to. We need to upgrade. <laughs> it's this is just not working. Hi. Okay. Before we get into our last two questions, I'd also like to plug this. This is. The first ever live stream for Take It or Leave It. And we are doing this in support with Podcast United. This is a series of live streams featuring local podcasts to help raise funds for our frontliners via, via the frontline feeders Philippines. My sister is actually a frontliner in U in the UK. So this oh, is very I hope close she's to okay. my heart. Yeah. I hope she's yes. okay. How is she coping with it? Yes, she's... She, I, uh, she's doing her best to do this because mm -hmm. they also have their own problems in the UK, which would take know, another hour to talk about. True, and true, I'm not the one <laughs> better to talk about it. But yes, praying for all the frontliners in all mm -hmm. parts of the world. And if you want to support the frontliner, you can by donating to PayMaya via Podcast Network. So how can you 
uh, donate, you can donate in two ways, via web or via the PayMaya app. You can donate using the link pymy.co PNA United and select where you want to donate. You can add your account. You can you can choose whether credit card or debit card and use the account numbers 0000 and uh, donate from 50 to 10,000 pesos, both for local and foreign transactions. By the end of this live stream, I will leave a comment below on how you can donate. You can also check out my old posts on how you can do that. You can also go to the PayMaya app and, show, and choose, sorry, Podcast Network Asia. There is no limit to how much you can donate. You can donate anything if you can. And also you can support uh, other um, community uh, donation drives. Uh, for Miss Connie, we have the Bayanihan Mission. And for me, you can go to the Rice Movement. We know every any help in this time of crisis is appreciated. So help what you can. Okay. Also, say very big, you know, hi to all our viewers who commented also and who messaged me. Thank you so much to Shad, to Jen, to Frenchay, to Dom, to Yana, to Rochelle. Rochelle actually gave a, a good point. Like, thanks for sharing ways to motivate and staying connected with the team. Hi, Rochelle. I hope you are you're doing well. And um, hi to everyone who is still with us during this one hour and twenty minute stream. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe it's already one hour 20 minutes it's i know like time yeah. passed so quickly when we are at home now i have my last two questions for you so basically what we did today is we summarized like what is remote work what is the future of remote work how are we handling it in the philippines and how other countries are doing it uh, what we should do when we are an employee like how to be motivated or how to motivate our teams as well and you know what do we expect when we come back to work after this ECQ the next question is if you're given a chance like if everything was normal without the pandemic like if everything goes back to normal Jude, without the pandemic like there's no limit with how many people should go to work and yeah. then we found out that working from home works should people go back to their old routines or should they push for working from home to be a standard or for you know a must to do like because it's I, I, I definitely say like push for working from home we've already proven it works because number one it solves our problem with traffic it solves our problem with pollution it solves our problem with absenteeism and um, tardiness because like uh, the, the number one problem I had before with, with my mom, with them, you know, with the women that worked for me uh, back in the day, like I had like single moms and I had mothers. A lot of times they'd miss work because they didn't have the yaya or the nanny for the day. So working from home like solves that. Working from home solves a magnitude of problems. We just need to improve our um, IT infrastructure. Um, also, you know, overhead wise, if we work from home, less overhead for the companies. So more chances of getting people bonuses and salary raises. So I'd say work from home. Yes. Follow up question. Um, normally, there's cost. Uh, you know, the cost expenses are getting, yeah. the, you know, getting smaller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do we expect an increase of income if work from home works? 
Okay, here's the thing about salary raises, guys. Yes. You are not entitled to a salary increase every year. That is not in the labor code. Sorry to have to break your hearts. Okay, that is company prerogative to give you an increase or not. In the same manner that, oh, like, I think they already changed it before. You're only entitled to five leaves according to the labor code, and now it's 10. Okay, so if your company is giving you more than 10 or more than five leaves, that company is generous. You want to get a raise, the only advice I can give you is be productive, be a star employee, like, because we cannot reward a lack of productivity. We cannot justify giving you a raise when you're only doing your bare minimum. So you want that raise, be more productive. And we don't have a problem rewarding um, team members who actually produce. There has to be productivity connected to the race that you want. You need to justify that. Also, next question before my last super duper question <laughs> is, okay, now we're forcing, uh, not forcing, now we're looking into making working from home as a standard. And then what happens to our local businesses? Like if I'm a, if I am um, an, a Filipino applying for a job here that I can work from home, wouldn't I just apply for a job outside the country who would give me the same uh, benefits Amount. with a higher yeah, income? Yeah, so how can our local companies be competitive when you know this will happen? Yeah, what, what people look for? Every time they look for a job, it's not just about money. It's not just about, about salary. It's about the company culture. It's how the company supports their um, growth, career growth. It's about security. So when you say security, do you give insurances, health insurance, life insurance? You have um, retirement benefits. So that's what people are looking for. More than anything, an employee would look for a company where he doesn't only fit culturally but he can add something there's growth in that company yes okay now for my last question we've tackled i think everything that we need to ask more about in the remote home like how to be productive how to communicate properly what is required of us when we are working from home final words miss connie if you are to talk to all employees in the world who are working from home, what should they know? Also, you can add like, to, to the HR, to the CEOs. Yeah. And also okay, talk guys, to the IT infrastructure people. IT, hi, you thank you. Thank you, IT infrastructure people. So guys, like if you're able, if you have the ability to work from home, if you're working from home today, I hope that you know that your management did everything they can to make it possible. It was a choice between seizing operations or keeping the jobs, and they chose to keep the jobs. So a lot of sacrifice went to that. Um, so if you're able to work from home, you're lucky. Your your companies did so much, um, you know, because a lot it, it, they could have easily closed and shut down and declared bankruptcy, but they they didn't. A lot of um, these um, companies um, decided to um, take pay cuts to save jobs. 
So it hasn't been easy on everyone. So if you're working from home, you're so blessed. Please don't um, abuse it. Please be productive. Do what you can. Um, uh, to be honest, it's not um, sales isn't as good, obviously, because business is down. So if you're still getting paid the same amount, then you're very, very lucky. So, you know, don't take that for granted. How about to our HR or employers? The HR and employers who are working really hard to make sure that, um, you know, um, people get the benefits and people are still getting paid. Um, we want you to know that we really appreciate everything that you do. HR people are, well, like this has been the most stressful for us HR people, to be honest. It's like um, making sure everyone gets benefits, having to, you know, fire people that we need to let go off because you know it's just not sustainable anymore um creating business continuity plans this has been um quite a year it's been exciting if um i don't think we have been sharpened as much as uh, we have been this year and it's only for five months in I know, prepared, it's like, prepared to encounter more this is the longest this is the longest year <laughs> and it's only may <laughs> <laughs> we're almost at half point this country we're almost half point okay I know, I swear, it's just it's just weird like you know like for for people who said like i'm ready for you 2020 guys stop you know challenging years because see like <laughs> 2020 came out in a bang. 2020 and like 2020 wasn't joking around 2020 has no chill okay this is the last one how do you address the companies who do not you know like working from home well i really think they have to pivot and they have to you know come to terms with the fact that times are changing people are changing technologies are changing and you know covid 19 is the best technical advisor there is because we didn't have a choice we went digital more effective than any CPO there is. So yeah, if you're not online, if you're not mobile, if if you're still like very traditional, your business is going to die. So, exactly. Yeah, you really have to adjust. Like you know, like your your success or failure as a business um, really depends greatly on your ability to adapt. Like you know, this is not survival of the fittest. This is survival of the most adaptable. How do you adapt? Uh, how do you deal with adversity? I think with COVID, everyone is forced to take things online. Like if you're not, if you yeah, don't exactly. have an online presence. Mm. If you don't do, if you can't think of a way to function online, your your business would either close down, you would it lay is, off people. And true, true. just to insert this before we go, we you know close this podcast airbnb just announced that they would be laying off a couple of people it's really yes, sad because i'm really i'm, I'm sad about that also mm. the, the thing about covid is that even doctors psychiatrists okay doctors are now doing telemedicine psychiatrists are now yes. doing online mm. consults so yeah this is the new normal like you know the funny thing is before even like hr people like me they would insist like yo we want to meet people face to face i'm like why you know, it wastes time. Traffic's really bad. Now people are forced. Oh, yeah, we can actually do um, virtual interviews. We can do over-the-phone uh, over interviews. So that solves a problem with um, no-shows and fallouts. So 
like yeah people have to adjust because like now you don't have a commute you don't have public transport what are you going to do like even if you're not really a fan of putting things mm -hmm. online or adapting yeah. the technology you don't have a choice because covid really forced us to transform it, and then it, it did it really did without a choice <laughs> and if you're not capable of adapting or transitioning to remote work or for yeah. doing this you you cannot really survive if this goes on for hopefully no no more than a year hopefully uh, hopefully hopefully by december we can still celebrate christmas with our families that's my main concern right now like some, somebody somebody was joking that by the time we get out of our houses we'd be hearing jose marie chan already but hopefully not it's it's kind of scary with everything that's negative right now i actually see like how for the filipinos push themselves to adapt on this they try to be more fun i know, more fun, I know, I know. Or it's, more, it's more really like it, it's really like i think like um with, with the current situation it really brought out the best and worst in people there are days when i just get you know really down because like oh i can't believe somebody would be so you know greedy or be so inconsiderate and there are days like oh that's really cute like um especially when i'm walking around like I, you know i walked out and and saw the people in busaya being really friendly and they're just doing what they can like it, that that really reinstates your your faith in people and like like also in bayanihan mission it was really cute because we had a, a 16 year old um he saved up money he had four thousand pesos in savings and he gave it as a donation because he thought like there are other people who needed it so it's you know stories of kindness like that that you know reinstates your faith in people and more than ever we need that yes we do and this basically wraps up our podcast about remote work. There's a lot of things. With, if I think if we are allowed to talk and not have work after this, <laughs> we can still continue <laughs> talking about about remote remote work and then COVID, how to cope with this. But in the end, the only thing that we can do right now is to make most of what we can. And if we are working now and we are capable to work from home, we are very blessed. And let's not, you know, let's not, to take advantage of this we need to prove that this works so that we can create yeah. a new normal for the future of work and if you can please do help uh you know anyone and for this podcast we are supporting the frontline frontline feeders yeah. Philippines. I, I also wanted to show like i wanted to show your fans a shout out it's to okay Diana. it's okay i'm so proud of her diana diana basa martinez like I'm so proud of her. Like, uh, Hi, like you know, like of also like any other entrepreneur, she also you know had to deal with a uh, setback given the situation. But you know what she did? She um, found um, seamstresses and she's now sewing masks for people who really needed it. So yeah, it's it's amazing people who do that to do their part and and, and share despite the you know the setback that we're all facing. It's it's just amazing. So we yeah, like more of that. It's just very inspiring. So it 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 kind of makes you feel better. Yana says, aw. <laughs> Thanks, it's funny. But yeah, we are here. You know, it's very easy to feel negative with all the toxic posts in social media, with all yeah, the yeah. bad news that we are receiving, with all true, things that we can't true. control. But at this point, we, we can do now, as we are staying at home, helping flatten the curve, Mm -mm. We need to make both out of it and then help one another because this is a we problem, 
not an eye problem. So it's not everyone's for himself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's everyone. A it's a we thing. So everyone is on on board that we need to really hope for the best and you know wait for this COVID to actually die down. Yes, and before we end this podcast, I'd like to give a big thank you to our to my guests for today. Thank you, Miss Connie, for being Welcome the first back. guest. It's an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you, so thank you for inviting me. <laughs> yes, even if uh, you know it's a Wednesday. It's a work day, but thank you for <laughs> taking the time to do this of with course, me. Of course. Of and course. all our viewers, to everyone who, who joined the podcast, thank you so much. And this is again for our frontline feeders. You can visit PayMaya and donate via web or the mobile app and choose Podcast Network Asia as your beneficiary. All proceeds will go to Frontline Feeders Philippines. This is this is the first podcast in the series of the day. So we are the first one in Podcast United, a series of local podcasts aiming to help our frontline feeders, Philippines. And of course, before we end, Ms. Con... Pans, I can hear you. Is that, is that your or my net? <laughs> Hello, hello. Yes. Oh, there, there. <laughs> See, I do infrastructure, guys. We really need to invest. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. We just made a point that internet is a problem. I okay, see, guys. Like, what time is it? Like, I guess people are starting to stream on Netflix already. So <laughs> that explains a lot. Work is done, people are streaming. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you. Shout out to everyone. Thank Shout you. out to the Thank dogs. you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank bye, you. Guys. Bye. bye, everyone. Bye. bye bye. This has been Tech It or Leave It, finding your true passion in tech, one podcast at a time. This has been hashtag ECQ Diaries, what COVID 19 has taught us the reality of working from home. Don't forget to donate if you can to pay Podcast Network Asia. And if you can, go to Bainian Mission or the Rice Movement as well. Thank you so much, Miss Connie. And thank you, thank you to thank all you everyone. for joining. Take care, everyone. Have a good week Bye. ahead of you. you take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye. Bye.